Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode three of The Takedown. I'm your host, Dr. Nick Greiner, and today is going to be a little bit of a different show. I am going to be here by myself in the process of me asking for people to come on the show and discussions and things like that. Sometimes, you know, there's going to be a little bit of a layover, at least hopefully not too, too long. Um, I, I do have a long list of people that are, are interested in getting on. It's just a matter of kind of connecting and, um, and, and getting on the same page as far as time and when we can record. But I want to make sure that I am giving you guys something at least once a week. So I figured I'd spend a few minutes with you talking about a few things that have been on my mind lately. And then next week we'll get back to our, our, our regularly scheduled guests. But um, I don't know. I might be on here with you for 10 minutes. I might be on for a half hour. I'm not sure. But like I said, I'd just like to share some things with you all that have kind of been on my mind, things I've been tweeting about. And, um, you know, by the way, if you follow me on Twitter, that's the only social media that I'm on and, I, and I'm doing that on purpose. You know, it's, it's about the only platform that I can stand at the moment. And, that, and even that's wearing a little thin on me. But I appreciate them and love all my followers. You guys are the reason why I'm there. So I appreciate all of you. But what I want to talk about today, and, and, and not necessarily in any specific way, is kind of what's going on in the country right now. And, and again, I don't mean specifically, you know, you, you guys can kind of pick and choose what you, what you follow, what you, want, what you want to look into, who, are you, who, you're, who you're listening to. I'm not, I'm not here to, to, to give you my opinions on any of that. What I want to do is kind of offer maybe more of a philosophical view about healthcare and kind of maybe some side effects of what we're seeing what's going on with the coronavirus. And again, I don't want to talk about the coronavirus. You know, at this point, it's, it's making me sick, the discussion of it. Um, I want to talk about maybe some, some shoot-offs about health things, things that people are claiming that, you know, could potentially make, make the virus worse for certain people or, you know, why some people are asymptomatic, why some people it seems to affect greatly. So let's maybe go down that road. But one of the things I guess that we've been seeing a lot of, and again, this makes sense, is the whole metabolic disease reference to how this could, how that could potentially make things worse. And I guess the best way for me to kind of think about this is that sick people get sick, right? Or sick people get sicker. And, you know, metabolic disease or being metabolically unhealthy, overweight, type 2 diabetic, insulin resistant, of course, that's going to make people sicker. And again, maybe it isn't a virus, but maybe it's, it's, it's related to another lifestyle disease. You know, insulin resistance, if you look into it, pretty much is a precursor to every single chronic degenerative illness that, that there is. So why would a virus be any worse? And what's interesting to me about this is you see a lot of people, or maybe me, I guess I should, I should say my, me, myself. I see a lot of people talking on social media, again, specifically Twitter, that are wanting to argue that. Well, no, obesity isn't a good indicator of, of outcomes or insulin resistance or type 2 diabetes, smoking cigarettes, poor lifestyle. I mean, at some point, we have to use some common sense as well here. And for a lot of people, it seems like this is a surprise. And I don't know why that is. And, and it seems to me that the answer a lot of people are having, which I agree with, you'll, you'll hear people saying things like, well, you know, the answer to this particular problem regarding the coronavirus. The answer is to be healthier. So we can deal with, with what we have to deal with in the meantime. You know, people are going to the hospital. They, they need to be um, under the proper medical care. Fine. But the real answer is to prevent this from happening again or to make this a very, very 
I guess, as light as of a, of a situation as possible is to be metabolically healthy. So what we need to do, we need to focus more on talking about proper lifestyle, diets, you know, even things, you know, good sleep, getting sunlight, circadian rhythms, all that stuff, you know, avoiding blue light, the whole nine. And I, and I don't disagree with that, but here's, here's my, my problem with, with that is how long is it going to take to change 88% of the population, which 88% of the population, if, if, if that data is accurate, 88% of the population is metabolically sick. So how long is it going to take to make that shift from, let's say, 88% to maybe 60%? I, I have no idea. I can tell you clinically, you know, I, but that's a small sample size. You know, I, I work in, I have a private practice. I have multiple providers. We see a lot of different types of things. I can tell you the type of things that we see in my clinic, but, but on, on a global level, or I should say maybe specifically a national level, since the statistics that I would give the 88% is, is, if I'm not mistaken, that's um, United States statistics. So 80% of Americans are metabolically unhealthy. Okay, fine. Yeah, we need to talk about proper diet. We need to talk about sleep, moving, exercise, lifting weights, all that stuff, right? But again, I don't know how long it's going to take to make a significant shift. So that's kind of my first problem with that. But another issue that I have, and I, and I see this all the time, and this isn't anything new. I hear people say things like, we have to change healthcare. We have to reform healthcare. So I don't know what the heck that means. How can you, so if, if you're, I guess, if your definition of healthcare isn't self-care or things that we do individually on a regular basis that could give ourselves, that give us the best, the best chance of being healthy, then your definition of healthcare is, is off as far as I'm concerned. Because when most people think healthcare, they're thinking drugs, medication, going to hospitals, getting their annual checkups at their GPs. I, I don't, I, that's not healthcare. Healthcare is something, healthcare is not an entity. And I think this is something important that people have to grasp because you can't change something that, in other words, if I'm asking you to change something that's my responsibility, if my responsibility is eating well, exercising, if those things are my responsibility, because, so in other words, you can't do those for me. That essentially is what health, what healthcare is, right? How can we reform something or how can we change something that doesn't, that, that only exists on a, on a very individualized level? Now, people can make the argument, well, you know, the, the cost of drugs is very high. You know, insurance, the average family of four spends $20,000 insurance premiums every year or insulin, is, insulin costs us through the roof in this country. I'm not going to argue those things because it's true. You know, I, I've been in practice for 12 years. Like I said, we have multiple providers. We see a, a lot of different things. And those things are true. Insulin costs, relatively speaking, are high in this country. The average family of four in the United States spends about $20,000 out of pocket insurance premiums. And what's nuts about that is, if you think about it, what are people getting? If you're spending $20,000 a month out of, out of your pocket for insurance premiums, what in the world are people getting for that? You know, one of the reasons why we moved to what we're doing, and you know, we do direct primary care, you know, we're, we're almost 100% cash, is people are spending these, this, these, astronomical amounts out of pocket and they're not getting anything for it. And on top of that, I, you know, the way that I look at it is I decided to work for my patients and not insurance companies. Right. But I mean, I know that's kind of, I'm, I'm kind of going on an offshoot here and I, and I apologize for that. But my point is healthcare, true healthcare, healthcare are the things that we do regularly, daily, our diet, how we sleep, how we move, how we think, 
those things, et cetera, right? Those are things that we do individually on a regular basis that are going to give us the best chance of being well. There's no guarantees, right? And that's something else that kind of annoys me when I see, I hear people saying things like, well, if you do A through D, then you're never going to get sick. It's preposterous. But we can do everything that we can do in our power. These things are our responsibility. So when people are talking about reforming healthcare, let me tell you how this works. If you guys want to see a true shift in a, in a positive direction in health outcomes, here's how this is going to happen. You get enough people. I don't know how many that is. Tens of millions of people, right? You get enough people taking responsibility for their own health. Like we just doing the things that we just talked about. You get enough people doing that. Then you're going to start to see a trend in the right direction, improvement in health outcomes. You're going to start to see these, you know, over a million people a year dying of cardiovascular disease. You're going to start to see those numbers dropping. Obesity rates, type 2 diabetes, you'll start to see these things drop when you have enough people individually taking responsibility. You cannot change healthcare by going and complaining to whoever that is, the higher-ups, Washington, picketing. You can't change healthcare asking for cheaper drugs or asking people to do your job for you. It doesn't work that way. If you get enough people taking personal responsibility, that's when you start seeing the trends. And who knows how long that'll take. Now, on the other hand, you will have some people say things like, well, you know, we need more doctors telling the truth, or we need more doctors doing the right thing. And I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. But if I'm making an argument, I can tell you that, Again, I've been in practice for, this is just me, 12 years, almost 13 years. And I consider myself somebody to be a healthcare provider that empowers people, gives them the right information, is there for them, holds them accountable. They can come to me anytime with text, email, calls. We, the way that our clinic and practice is set up is, is, is very successful because we have a system that we can work very closely and intimately with people. It works very, very well. And that happens because we spend a lot of time getting the, the processes and procedures in place, hiring the right people, et cetera. So, but like I said, if we're making the argument that we need more doctors, I agree with that. But at the end of the day, you still got to go home and do your stuff, right? You still got to go home and eat the way you're supposed to eat. You still got to get off the, 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 the computers and the blue lights at night. You got you to put the work in. You still have to do everything that's your responsibility. Having somebody tell you to do that is good and holding you accountable, but you still got to do it. I had somebody say to me, I'll never forget this, a couple years ago, somebody said to me, they said, boy, doc, I wish that I could have you come live with me. And I thought to myself, well, what, you know, what, would that, what good would that do? I can't eat for you. I can't sleep for you. I can't pick the weights up for you. I can't, you know, change your, your you know, I can't increase peace for you. Now, I can't do those things for you. You know, I, I can be a great guide. I can take you under my wing. I can provide you, you know, I can do remote monitoring of, 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 of vitals and labs and we can do those things. And you have my email, you have my tech, my number, you can text me and, and these things. Like I said, the way that we work with people is very, very close with them. But at the end of the day, you still got to do what you have to do. And maybe it's easier if, if somebody has a provider that can work with them very closely like that but it's not going to change what, what needs to be done. But I still think it's a good idea. And again, seeing doctors annually, I mean, I mean think about this. I mean, guys, my goodness, think about going, you go to a doctor, right? This is, this is what people call healthcare. You go to a doctor, <clears throat> excuse me, 
annually. There's a conversation, there's labs, if everything comes back okay, it's congratulations, you look good this year, I'll see you again another 12 months. What about in the meantime? What about in the next, what, what about the next 364 days that are going to go by before you see the doctor again? That, what, what type of action is there to make sure that you're going to be good the next go around, right? So my point of all this is, you know, all this talk about healthcare and reforming healthcare and outcomes, health, improved health, health outcomes, that's only going to come by doing what you have to do on a regular basis, right? Now, something that is troubling to me is that I feel like even, even where I'm at, and again, I'm only going to speak for where I, where I live and where I practice because I'm here. I can't speak for anywhere else. By the time people get to me, unfortunately, they've usually been to a dozen other doctors, right? Specialists, whoever. And that's typically how it is. And they always say the same things to me. It took me years. It took me months. It took me decades to, to stumble upon something, you know, a video, a, a paper, a podcast, something that pointed me in, in your general direction. You know what I mean? If it's not me, it's somebody like me. And that to me is a little bit sad, if I'm being honest. And I recently told a story on, on social media, on Twitter, how a couple of years ago, I had an older, an older couple come to my clinic. I think that at the time they were both in their late seventies, between the both of them, they lost, I think almost a hundred or over, just over a hundred pounds. And they had both reversed their type two diabetes and are, are, neither one of them are on medication anymore. And they came to my clinic and they told me they found me on some low carb website. And I, and they said that they, how they did it was they watched videos on YouTube of Dr. Ken Berry, Ted Naiman, and Jason Fung. And I thought to myself, wow, what an amazing time we live in with social media where somebody can watch a video, apply what the video or what the doctor, whoever on the video said, applied it, and they changed their life. I mean, that's really amazing. And what's nuts to me is that the years of going to endo their endocrinologist didn't work. So they had to go on YouTube and look up some really, really, really great doctors, in my opinion, and to find out how to do this thing. So what's funny is, I, 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 they're, they're telling me this and I said to them, or I asked them, excuse me, I said, that's fantastic, but what do you need me for? If I, you know, you got all your ducks in a row. Um, I'm, I'm happy to help you with it, with whatever, but it seems like you don't really don't need me for anything. And the, and the wife said to me, I'll never forget this. She said to me, we just want to, we want a doctor that we can come to for labs and it is not going to give us a hard time about eating bacon. That's what she said. I'm like, well, I'm your guy then, you know, that's that I'm your guy I can help you with that. So my point is, guys, you, you, you have to do and listen, most people get this right. And for those of you that are listening, I'm probably preaching to the choir. But you have to understand that that is how healthcare has changed when you have enough people taking personal responsibility for their health, you extrapolate that over 10s of millions of people, and then you start to see these trends improve. That is how you do it. And here's something else too. There's always, in my opinion, going to be a sick population. Now you may see it might be sicker or or less. Whether maybe maybe they're not going to always be a or excuse me a million people dying a year of cardiovascular disease. Maybe we lower that to a quarter million a year. But there's always going to be a sick-ish population because we have this thing called free will. And you know I, I hear people say, well, why can't they make sugar illegal why can't they make seed oils illegal why can't they make this illegal or make that's a very slippery slope 
I don't want any, I don't want, I don't want anybody any more responsible for my health than, than I already am. I don't want anybody responsible. If, if, if I want to eat ice cream, I'm going to eat ice cream. If I choose not to eat ice cream, then I choose not to eat ice cream. Let's not start making food illegal. Okay. It's a slippery slope. So I don't agree with making things illegal. Just take the responsibility. Right. So that's kind of my thoughts just in general about, you know, reforming healthcare and, you know, the things that we need to do. And it's, it's almost like, you know, we're, we're, we're constantly asking people to step into our lives and take responsibility for things that are not their responsibility. And I just don't get that stuff. I don't get it. Um, it's the same thing with finances. Why in the world would I want somebody else responsible for my money than me? It doesn't make any sense. The same thing with healthcare. And that's just my opinion on that. And also too, you know, when we talk about a lot of times where I feel when people are talking about healthcare or changing healthcare or whatever the case is, we had, we talked about, about already the idea of personal responsibility and the things that we have to do to change that, to change ourselves. I don't know that you can legislate these things. You know, I, I was jokingly talking, I was talking to somebody and I jokingly said it. I'm like, what are we, what, so how are somebody going to force you to exercise? Are you going to have like some, some, you know, like Rocky four style, like whenever, whenever you go out to run, you have these guys, you know, these, uh, these goon looking guys following you in their car, making sure that you're training, you know, what about the grocery store? You're going to have somebody that's going to slap your wrist. If you look at the potato chips, you know, you can't legislate healthcare because it's something that you have to do yourself. And then, like I said, you get enough people doing that tens of millions of people doing that. Then all of a sudden you see these trends change. But again, if I know for, for most of you listening to this, I'm probably preaching to the choir, but that's something that people need to understand. We cannot be asking people to step into our lives and taking responsibility for things that are ours. It just doesn't make any sense and it doesn't work. It never has worked. Um, so that's kind of my general thoughts on that. And, 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 and like I said, you know, with this time, especially, you know, with what's going on in the world and, uh, you know, people's thoughts about how we combat it, you know, how do we make people healthier? And listen, I don't disagree with that. Like we talked about, you know, I don't think we need more, you know, drugs to make us healthier. I think the way to become healthier is to be healthier, you know, just to, we, we need more health is how you become healthier. How do you do that? Well, like we talked about already, you know, and I think that that's a conversation that if you're a healthcare provider of any kind, you can legally give advice to people, medical advice, healthcare advice to people that these, these conversations have to happen. You know, I, I said something on Twitter the other day and somebody commented, said, do you talk that way to your patients? And I said, yes, this is exactly how I talk to my patients. You know, I, I had uh, Dr. Michael Meehan last week on our podcast, and we, we were talking about this, about the idea that we feel that it's a very great thing that patients are vetting their doctors or they're interviewing their doctors. But in my opinion, it's just as important to vet your patients. Um, on my intake form, when you come to my clinic, the paperwork, the initial paperwork, is very long. We ask a lot of questions. But the most important question on that paperwork, without question, isn't your health history, isn't what you're allergic to, what drugs you're on. The most important question I have on my intake form is, and, I, and this is verbatim, on a scale of 1 to 10, how willing are you to make the necessary lifestyle changes to reach your health goals? Verbatim, on a scale of 1 to 10, how willing are you to make the necessary lifestyle changes to reach your health goals. And I'm, and I'm not doing that 
to challenge them necessarily or to try to, you know, be, be self-righteous. I'm, I'm doing that because I, if I am going to give you my time, my most valuable commodity, if I'm going to give you my, I, I need to know that you're more serious about your health than I am about your health. And I think that something else is important for you guys to understand, even as consumers seeing a doctor, you cannot expect your doctors to care more about you than you care about you. It can't be. It just can't be. So if I see a four on there, I'll ask them about it. So tell me, you know, you tell me, Mr. Smith, you're on four medications. You sleep horribly. You can't be intimate with your wife. You're considered obese. Why is why on a scale of one to ten, you're only a four? And then we have that conversation. We go from there. So we have a jump off point. At least it helps me establish kind of where we're, where we're at. And then we go from there. So again, my point with all that is, you know, you, you have to, and again, I don't, I don't care what the scenario situation is. You have to, you cannot expect your doctor to take care of you, right? Um, somebody, one of, the, one of the cool things about being in practice is, you know, you learn a bunch of life lessons in practice. And I had a patient say to me once, she said, boy, Dr. Nick, I love my old doctor, but I want you to take care of me. And I said, why in the world would you want me to take care of you? Right. That's, you know, I, I, I'm here to, to be your, to be your guide, your, your, you know, your teacher. Right. And I can do that for you. I can provide you. I can fill in the, the you know, the, the pieces here, but I don't, you should want to take care of you, not me. Right. Why would it, why would you want me to take care of you? I, you should want you to take care of you. Right. And I feel like, you know, with my idea with this podcast, to be honest with you guys, I didn't really have anything planned as, as, as what I really wanted to talk about. And I know I'm kind of going off a bunch of different directions here, but I feel like, you know, since I didn't have a guest this week that <clears throat> I can kind of share some of my thoughts about healthcare in general. Maybe you guys can get a general idea of my, of my uh, you know, my thought process of working with people. And, and guys, please understand, you know, um, I got into healthcare because you know, I watched my mother suffer for years and she had to go through the medical merry-go-round before she found somebody that could help her. And I, I love what I do. I am passionate about what I do, but I can't help people that, that don't want to help themselves. And, you know, it's very, um, it's a, it's a noble thought to say something like, I want to save the world. I hear people say, Oh, I want to save the world. Let's save." I can't save the world. Um, neither, neither can you. It's not my job to save the world. My job is to help people who are willing to help themselves. And that's really the bottom line with this. And, I, and I'm more than happy to do that. You know, um, I just, you know, there's things that people have to understand when it comes to healthcare. You know, people have to have the right tools, of course, right? But then you got to make sure you're carrying out what you need to do. And I feel like that's something that, in my opinion, experience, people, even when they have the right tools, sometimes they still, you know, aren't, and aren't following through. And it's not a place to judge. It's not a place to condemn. It's the place to, to lift up and support, right? 100%. Um, but there still has to be a general understanding, right? That what it takes is what it takes. And the things that are my responsibility or mine, the things that on the patient is on them. And that's their responsibility to do. And like I said, we work together as a team to make sure we're doing everything they can or that we can to give them the best chance of being well. And again, I don't care if it's a virus. I don't care if it's obesity, type 2 diabetes. I don't care what it is. Whatever necessary action that we can take we should be taking. Again, that doesn't mean there isn't room for mess ups or hiccups and, or anything like that. It's just a matter of having that basic understanding of what healthcare is and that 
if we want to change healthcare, or I should say specifically, if healthcare is going to be changed, we're the ones that have to do it, right? So I know this is pretty short this week, guys. Um, I, I mentioned before, I appreciate all of you. I'll be coming out, uh, I'll be doing these weekly, whether it's with a guest or whether it's just me. Um, and like I said, I didn't, I didn't really have anything planned this time around for specifically for anything, but I, I feel like this was on my mind and these are things I wanted to, I wanted to say to you all. And um, next week we'll, we'll continue with a guest. I'm excited for it. So make sure you guys, um, if you follow me, like I said, I'm only on Twitter. If you follow me on Twitter, the link for the podcast is in the description there. I appreciate all you guys and I'll talk to you next week. 